everybody. OMZ here with you again. Now, you got to be thinking, why is he wearing a bunny suit? Well, it fits perfectly in with today's topic. We are still talking about fear. Now, fear of what today? Fear of criticism. That's the topic. Now, this bunny suit is a symbol to me of one of my favorite movies, A Christmas Story. In that movie, a young man is given a present, a bunny suit. Now, he is uh, encouraged by his parents to go put it on so that they can see him wear it. And everyone's laughing, except for him, because it's, for him, it's not, a, it's not a fun experience, right? He's embarrassed. Now, it's still a fun scene, and it's still in joke. His parents, in no way, I'm sure, meant for him to, be, to feel poorly about himself, and it's, it's not that. But that, if we look at especially social media today, what happens when you post something a little outside of the norm? Occasionally, you'll get some criticism. Now, that fear of criticism will stop you from doing some pretty great things. I've got a story that I'm going to relate. Back in elementary school, I had a teacher that uh, wasn't, she wasn't one of those encouraging and caring teachers. She was a bit more judgmental and negative in her attempts to try to get us out of doing the things we were doing. Now, it wasn't a good experience. As an adult now, I have the ability to look back on that and realize that she was just a reflection of her experiences in life. Somehow, she had gotten it in her head that negative is better than positive in encouraging children to learn and to gain knowledge and to understand concepts. I'm of a mind these days, negative's not, not going to, it's not, it, can, it works, sure, but it's not as effective as if you find positive ways to get your point across. Now, I don't remember a whole lot about what happened back then. I do remember the negative energy that I feel whenever I kind of tap back into that, those memories. But what I do remember, and the takeaway, was my sweet, sweet dear mother. She saw what was happening, and she had had enough. She scheduled a meeting with the teacher, and she had some sort of a discussion. I wasn't there for it. Maybe I was. I don't know, but I don't remember that part. But what I do remember is her coming to my aid and as a young, impressionable child, that was like a hero coming in and slaying a dragon. It made a huge impact because I still remember it to this day. I don't remember the negative stuff. 
I remember that, the positive outcome of that stressful and not so good experience. Now, experience, we're going to have experiences that are negative in our life, and those memories are going to stick around. Maybe they stick around because we keep feeding them. So try to find the positive side of an experience and focus on that rather than focus on the negative. But back to criticism. One of the things that I think that a lot of people struggle with that causes them to be afraid of criticism is not loving yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you have to be comfortable with who you are. No matter what you look like, what your body shape is, how you talk, what color hair you have, it doesn't matter. You have to become comfortable with that. Now, if you don't like your appearance or you don't like something about yourself, sure, there are certainly things you can do. You can color your hair. You can paint your nails. You can start exercising to try to get fit and lose weight. You can eat better. Uh, you can not do that. If you're fit and you're tired of being fit and it's stressing you out, then stop being fit maybe for a little while. Take a break. Okay? But the point is you have to get to a point to where that you are your greatest champion. You are the one that protects your mind from negativity. Like my mom, who swooped in, you have to be that person. Now, I used to find myself driving around, listening to music, listening to audiobooks. Rarely was I ever sitting in silence. When I was at home, I was watching a movie, listening to music, talking with the family, talking with friends, but I never really sat alone with myself and contemplated my thoughts. So I started doing that a while back. And you know what? It helped me a lot. It helped me to come to a better understanding of who I am of my, what I could contribute to this existence. The ideas that I have, the thoughts and feelings that I have, the memories that I have, why do I do these things? What caused me to behave in this manner? So it gave me a, an opportunity to do a lot of self-reflection and self-analysis, which is good. I promise you, it is. The only way you're going to master yourself is if you get to know yourself. The only way you're going to become your greatest champion is to get to know yourself. You may get to know yourself and find out that you don't really like what you find. Well, guess what? You're the one who can make that change. Nobody else. Now, they can criticize how you behave. They can criticize how you dress. They can criticize how you talk and the things that you're interested in. But they, they can't change you. Now, those, that feedback might cause you to think about and change. But the change isn't going to happen unless you decide to make the change. Right? 
So we need to get to a point that we love ourselves. Now, a tool that I used is meditation. Now, you may have tried meditation in the past. You may have never tried meditation. You may have only heard of meditation, and when you think of the word meditation, you think of some hippy-dippy, you know, way out there, astral projection and stuff like that. And that's all well and good. But there is value in meditation. There is value in stealing your mind from the influences that are surrounding us. The only way that you're going to be able to do that is to dive in and explore your mind through meditation. Now, starting out, the focus of meditation is to do nothing, to sit in silence and just concentrate on your breath. Now, you may think, God, that's boring. I I couldn't do that for 30 seconds. Well, when I first started trying it, I tried 10 minutes and I made it, but I was a mess. I was wiggling all over the place and scratching and itching. And it was, it was, it was, Probably pretty comical, but fortunately I was doing it alone, and so nobody got to see what a, what a basket case I was. But I never had sat that still and that quietly before with zero thought in my head. And trust me, there were thoughts just bombarding me that first time I, I meditated. And it still happens. Those, you have to take those thoughts as they come and then just let them go. So like your, sta- your mind is that, that stage. Remember we talked about how you can only occupy one thought in your mind at a time? Well, this is clearing all of that to where there's no thought. It's very difficult. People go their entire life trying to master this skill. Now, why would they? Well, there is a peace that you can find in meditation that I don't know that you can find pretty much anywhere else. Hey, Javier, what's up, my man? Doing all right out there? All right. So in meditation, that, that feeling of nothingness, that feeling of quiet, that feeling of calm, and you can breathe. There's no outside negativity hitting you. There's no, nothing you need to be doing except this right now. And it's such a freeing feeling. So through meditation and finding that ability to ground yourself and to focus on nothing, you can then start to strengthen. It's just like strengthening your muscles. You're strengthening your mind. And as your mind starts to adapt to now this new thing, you've never sat in silence. It doesn't know what to do. It's going nuts. It's, oh my gosh, what's happening? And it's starting to throw all these thoughts at you to try to get you out of whatever you're doing. Settle it down. Take a breath and release. And let that thought go and get back to that nothingness. So once you're able to kind of start dabbling in this, you'll find that stressful situations, you can just focus on the breath and let the storm rage outside, but you're calm 
I know you've seen people like this. You've seen the, the, on the big game, right? The, the quarterback, he looks like it's just another day. And it's like fourth and inches, and he's got to get the ball to there and score the winning touchdown. And he looks like it's just another day at the office. He takes the ball, swoops it over to his partner, and they go. And it was as though it was planned. It was almost, sometimes it looks like, oh, hell, that looked like that was orchestrated. It's because he had enough certainty because of the calm that he found in his mind. He wasn't listening to the crowd, or maybe he was letting it boost him up and strengthen him. Or maybe he was just sitting on an island, floating in the ocean. Here's the ball. There's my guy. Oh, we got a touchdown. We win. Right? So once you get to the, the place that you can get your mind to not even be concerned about those things coming at you, and you're going to handle I'm not saying we're going to sit there and ignore. You're going to analyze the situation and then be able to react to it, not react immediately. That's what helps, meditation helps with. You don't want to react immediately. You want to process it. What's happening right now? Okay, that guy said something about my shirt. Do I care? Not really. Hey, man, nice shoes. And then off I go. He's persistent. Man, your shoes suck. Okay, well, um, they seem to be getting me where I'm going. Cheers, bro. And on I go. So the criticism, now, maybe it's more severe. Maybe it's something that's a real personal struggle that you have and someone's criticizing you about it. It's like an open wound and they're just pouring salt in it. Whether that's right or wrong, you still have to be able to control your reaction to that criticism and not let it bother you. You may agree with what they said. You may not agree with what they said. That doesn't matter. You, inside, have a code that you live by. What is that code? Everybody's is different. But my code are the things that I've decided, these are deal breakers. Honesty is one of those. If a person is not honest, I can't deal with them. If I don't have 100% certainty that what you're saying is true, there's no reason for us to have a conversation. Because all that's going to do is create confusion. And I don't need that. That's a negative energy. Conflict? I definitely don't need that. So, do you have a code? I bet you do. You may not have thought about it. But do that. Take some time this weekend. Sit down. What is my code? What do I believe? Now, if you're religious, your code's prepackaged. It's all right there. There's your code. Bang. It's easy. And that's why a lot of people, I think, choose to go to an organized religion. is because they struggle. They may, they've never been taught on how to develop their own code. So they find a code that kind of sounds okay and it kind of matches, and so they're going to stick with it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. As long as you have a code. Now, that code that you live by, it has to be solid. It has to be firm. You can't be wobbling because when that criticism comes about your code, you better be able to stand up and say, hey, that's not right. That's not what I believe. And can you defend your, your stance without getting angry? Without name-calling? 
Look around us. It's ridiculous. Grown people acting like children. People we've elected as our representatives calling each other ridiculous names. Is that the example we want for our children? I don't think so. So I turn that off. I would love to be able to say, hey, kids, let's sit down and watch C-SPAN and see how great our leaders are, are steering this country. Sometimes, but not always. A lot of times, it's just a bunch of rhetoric. It's just a bunch of name-calling. I don't have time for that, so I don't watch it. Now, again, right or wrong, I don't feel like I need that negativity in my life. I, I heard there was a mask mandate the other day. You know how I found out? I walked into a store and saw everybody wearing a mask. And I was like, oh. And I put my mask on. And I got my coffee. And then I left. And I took my mask off. It wasn't a big deal. I didn't need to stand up and criticize the store owner for making, trying to make me wear a mask. It's not his fault. It's way above his pay grade. So why would I give him a bunch of negative and send his day into a tailspin? To make me feel good? that look at me, I can stand up and say that we shouldn't be wearing masks. Okay, that's cool. But all that negativity that you're spewing out all over everybody doesn't really seem to be relevant. And it, I don't know that it's necessary. You've just spent up more time than it could have taken you to put your mask on, get your soda, pay for it, and get out. And you've gotten everybody all riled up over what? Wearing a piece of cloth over your face. I don't care if you believe it's right or not. It doesn't matter. Now, again, if you have that firm stance that I don't want to wear a mask, that's fine too. Then don't go to the store. Order all your stuff on Amazon. It's, it's simple to me. But when you criticize people for your beliefs because they don't believe what you believe, I don't think that's very productive. Now, there is nothing wrong with an open, honest, and fair debate about any and every topic under the sun. Because that's, as sentient beings, we should be able to do that. We should be able to discuss our differences without resorting to name-calling. It's hard. I'm not telling you that, it, that I'm perfect at it. It happens to me all the time. It tends to happen to me in times when I don't even expect I'm, we're just having a nice old time. Someone will say something and it's, it's a trigger, right? We've all got them. And suddenly I can feel the blood start to rise in my body. This, the throbbing starts to come in the ears and I'm like, what? And then next thing you have a decision at that point though, this is where meditation comes in. You take that, Whatever that trigger was, you recognize it, you see it because you've meditated and you recognize when these things start to flare up. And you can focus on your breath, you can focus on something else and calm yourself down so that the, you can then organize your thoughts and respond without aggression, without hatred, without anger. And I know it's not easy, but that's why we practice. That's why every day is new. The opportunity we have to literally reinvent ourselves every day. If something happened yesterday and you don't like the way it turned out, don't do that. Do something different. 
It's a new day. I hope this is helping. I hope this is making sense. Am I just a lunatic dressed in a bunny suit? I don't know. Maybe. But you know what? To me, it all comes down to this. Because every one of us have different experiences. This life teaches every one of us something different. And if we want to share it to help other people, I really honestly think that's what life is about. If we want to use that experience to beat somebody up over the head with it, I don't think that's what doesn't help anybody but you. It's very selfish. It's a selfish mindset. So today, as you go about your day, don't worry about criticism. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about anything except you, what's going on in your head, and loving yourself. My friends, meditate, fuck fear, get out there. Have a great day. Cheers.